Samantha and Danielle. Welcome to Can You Talk, a podcast about body confidence and self-acceptance. We're sisters on a journey to love ourselves better. Each episode will explore different aspects of body confidence and will share our unique experiences. If you're currently struggling with accepting your body or you need more support in your journey towards self-love, we want to be there for you. We hope you enjoy it. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Can You Talk? Danielle, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Lots of celebrations recently. Uh, Joe Biden won the presidency. Woohoo! That's <laughs> President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. So Yes, so exciting. We can kind of breathe a slight slight sigh of relief. However, it's still kind of contentious. So hopefully we can just get to the inauguration and get, uh, you know, the other dude out of office, out of the White House. Yeah, that'll be such like a sigh of relief once that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So what's been going on with you down in Florida? Um, not too much. Today I've been just kind of cleaning. I know you got a head start on your Christmas decorating and it made mm-hmm. me like really want to get a move on on that. <laughs> so I want to like get my apartment cleaned and just organized so that way I can get the Christmas decorations out. I have a lot of homework to do today, so I'm taking a break from that. And yeah, just... Enjoying all of the puppy and cat snuggles as per usual. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, so I did start a decorate. I, ugh, I can't talk today. I started <laughs> decorating for Christmas last night. I was kind of prepping for it. And then Will got all of the stuff down from the attic because I refused to go up there for a variety of reasons, but mainly <laughs> because of the grudge. And also a recent movie I saw, Hereditary. Very scary. And um, I don't want to know what's up there, whether it's people, (laughs) dead people, or bugs. (laughs) Like, either one. I just don't want to go up there. Um, But I was (laughs) actually just at Starbucks. I was getting an iced chai with skim milk. And that isn't my typical go-to order. But I I try and branch out sometimes. But it, Mm. it got me kind of thinking what is your favorite holiday Starbucks beverage? Um, let's see. I haven't ordered one yet this year, but this is like the one drink that when I order it, I'm like, okay, it is officially the holiday season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, that is the caramel apple spice. Interesting. And, like, it's not something I go to for caffeine or anything. I don't even think it has any. But it is just so cozy and just a cup of Christmas. So I'll usually either get that around this time of year or, um, like, an iced chai or, I mean, matcha. I love matcha all year round. So, (laughs) Wait, I'm confused. Is the caramel apple spice... Is that a tea or is that a coffee? It's like a an apple cider situation. Oh, I see. But okay. it, it is so yummy. Uh, I just want it right now. I might have to That's order. It. I don't think I've ever even noticed that on the menu. Yeah, I don't know if it's 
only during Christmas. It's just the only time that I order it is around Christmas time. And it might be seasonal. But it's just, uh, it's so good and cozy and just tastes like Christmas to me. And that's like my favorite, favorite one. Yeah, so I the other day I got a peppermint mocha. Mm. But I saw a few other ones that I'm interested to try, like a creme brulee one. But I'm always afraid that I'm going to hate it so much and then it's a waste of like, five or six dollars but i feel like it'll all be just like super sweet and delicious yeah so I I'm do, sure for the lattes i do like the um i think it's the white chocolate mm-hmm. one that one's really good um yeah i think that one's probably my favorite like holiday latte flavor from them Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at the menu and I felt overwhelmed and I was like, I wonder if she has a favorite a favorite drink, holiday drink. Yeah, I just tried and now it's gone for the season because it's a fall drink and I was late on the train for this, but they do the iced chai with the pumpkin cold foam on top. Mm-hmm. And that was so, so good. I got it, I think, two times, and then I tried to order it the other day, and they were like, sorry, it's gone now. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, the pumpkin ones are just for fall, and now they have, like, the Christmas winter ones out now. Yeah, they go through their seasons really quick. (laughs) It's like, can we just bring it back, please? Well, what's interesting (laughs) is I finally have decided that I like pumpkin flavored things yeah that's really new for you (laughs) which is it's kind of crazy and I don't know what really changed except for the fact that I realized that most pumpkin flavored drinks or whatever they taste like cinnamon yeah and I don't know if that's just like the processed (laughs) version of pumpkin probably like I don't think I'm ready for a pumpkin pie because I don't really mm. even love pies, but the I did like the pumpkin cold brew or whatever it was that Starbucks had. Yeah, that but one's good. It was really wow. a groundbreaking Bran- year for me. Yeah, you're really branching out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now that we've spent five minutes talking about Starbucks, like the basic things <laughs> that we are, <laughs> maybe we should get started on the topic today. <laughs> yeah, probably. So this topic actually came from a conversation that I was having with you Mm -hmm. over Instagram because um, I I just had questions. I had questions about it and um, I kind of went on like a mental journey. So I thought it might be interesting to bring it up on the podcast. But so, uh, you know, election week, it's happening. Lots of stress, lots of anxiety. And (laughs) I see a funny post that starts going around and um it was what anderson cooper said about trump Mm -hmm. and it was just in a moment i didn't see it in real time um but i just saw like video clips going around and then people were laughing and thought it was really funny and he said about trump that he was an obese turtle on his back flailing in the hot sun realizing his time is over And initially, when I first saw those, um, you know, memes and quotes and all that stuff on social, I'm not going to lie, I I did laugh. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't think anything of it. 
because of my hatred for Donald Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> and later on that day, or maybe a couple days later, I saw one of the um, size inclusive influencers who I follow. I think she's in Canada, but I saw her post about how disappointed and sad she was that Anderson Cooper had said that. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction was, what the heck? Who cares? It's Donald Trump. <laughs> and then I started to read more about like why she was upset over this comment. And she said that it just kind of perpetuates fat phobia. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was interesting because like, even though my first reaction was like, whatever, who cares? It's about a person I don't even like. Who cares what people say about him? It's I think it's funny. But then once I kind of listened to her talk through why it's problematic, I started to understand. So, and I know I, I reached out to you to kind of talk talk me through it almost. Just, um, you know, you being someone who has a lot of empathy for others, I mm. thought you would be a good person to talk to about this. So what what were your first thoughts when you – when you know, I kind of brought this up to you. Yeah. So first of all, I think like when you can't relate to something, like that's a great way to handle it is just to ask questions and be willing to like listen to people who it might actually impact if it doesn't impact you. So props to you on that. I thought that was really cool for you to like go on that mental journey, like you said. <laughs> um. I think I'm pretty sure you bringing it up to me was my first time seeing it. Um, I like don't get good service at work. So I feel like I miss a lot that goes on in the world. (laughs) But I saw your post and I kind of looked into it a little bit more. Um, I agree. I love when people insult Trump. As well, I think it's pretty funny, but I immediately could see that this kind of insult, I don't know, I guess it, like, he didn't have to go there to insult Trump. Like, there's plenty of other things that we could focus on to, like, insult Donald Trump, right? So for him to go to like a weight related comment when there are so many other options, that just kind of felt um, just like unnecessary, I guess. Um, I wasn't like personally offended by it, but I can see how other people might be. I can see how that kind of comment could be harmful to somebody who lives in a bigger body. Um, Yeah, so I personally was not offended, but I could definitely see why other people would be offended. And like I said, I think there's just so many other options and directions to go when you're insulting Trump. So I was a little, I guess, confused why he went that route. Yeah, and like I told you in my message when I was kind of on that mental journey, <laughs> I like I didn't even think of an obese person. My mind literally went to an obese turtle. And I right. didn't really make that connection from like I wasn't even thinking about Trump's weight to be honest with you. Like I I 
but that's because I'm in the I'm in a body where I have a lot of privilege. Right. Yeah, I think the word obese itself has a lot of negative connotations, especially for people who are bigger. Um, so to kind of use that word that has the negative connotations as an insult for somebody who is so horrible, I think that's where that disconnect is. Right. And and just because someone is so horrible, maybe we shouldn't use certain words because even though he's horrible, someone else who feels like it's offending them personally, like I don't want them to feel that way because they're not a horrible person. But I think it comes down to intent versus impact, which I've been learning about, about a lot this year. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. Through like the racial justice re- movement and, and <laughs> microaggressions and all of that. And so mm-hmm. – um, you know, I think a lot of people there and to be fair, Anderson Cooper did apologize and I saw that he did respond to people who said like, Hey, not, not cool. He did respond to them and mm-hmm. he did say that, um, he regrets using those words. So good, good on him for that. But, um, yeah. where was I going with that? Oh, intent versus impact. Like mm-hmm. he, he could have very well said, I didn't intend for that to happen, but and that's okay and that's fine. However, it's already impacted someone else. And mm-hmm. that's at the end of the day what matters. Like, you know, I don't I don't most of us don't intend to hurt people, but that doesn't mean that it's okay that we get a free pass, you know? Right. You could have the best intentions in the world, but if that person on the other end of it um perceives it as being either like triggering to them or hurtful in some way or damaging then like that is the impact that you had right and it's hard because you know i i think that there's it's hard to kind of reconcile free speech and not wanting to be censored with like mm-hmm. being mindful of what you're saying it's it's hard i think that we're probably all like we probably have an internal battle where it's like, no, I meant to say what I said. I'm a, and I'm allowed to say what I, what I said. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I get that side of it. But then what if that means you're hurting someone else, even if it is unintentionally? So maybe instead of thinking about it as like, we're trying to, we're trying to inhibit your free speech maybe think of it as like, we just want you to be more respectful of other people. Right. And especially other people who are already oppressed in some way. Right. Like you don't want your words to add to that oppression in any way. So totally. I, I think you're right. Being mindful of that um, is probably the best way to go. Like the best thing that all of us can do regardless of our privilege regardless of our backgrounds um just being mindful that our words have power and can like potentially ruin somebody's day <laughs> and, like the image of an obese turtle flailing in the sun like that i think at first glance is funny yeah but when we dig a little bit deeper into the connotations that the word obese has, the impact that it can have on people 
who are living in bigger bodies, like, that just wasn't necessary in the moment. And he has said that it was said in the heat of the moment, and he apologized, which, again, like, good on him for that. Can you talk a little bit more about the the connotation of obese and the impact that it has had in the past and maybe how we should get away from using that word? Yeah, I think a lot of times the word obese is used like in a doctor's office maybe. Um, I know a lot of times like with the BMI scale and stuff, which I'm pretty sure is outdated nowadays. I think it's been proven that it has literally zero meaning. (laughs) Um, So the word itself, obese, is pretty outdated now anyway. Um, But I think it comes from just like being able to look at a person and be able to tell how healthy they are, which like if you're not their doctor and you don't know their numbers and their results of blood work and stuff, you can't tell how healthy someone is Mm -hmm. from looking at them. Um, So I think that can come from a really judgmental place. I've seen the word obese used Um, Like in comments for influencers on Instagram saying like, oh, you're so obese. Um, And that's just like you're judging their health based on looking at them. So I don't think anybody can really do that. And it's not anyone's place to do that anyway. So a lot of times it just has like a mean negative connotation that can be really harmful to people who might just be living in bigger bodies who might also be very healthy. Like we don't know their health status. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know from looking at Donald Trump if he's healthy or not necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like justifying anything about him, (laughs) but like we can't determine that if we're not his doctors. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess, like, to that point, we can't pick and choose who we're going to judge, like, their looks, you know? Right. As much as, the, as, much as like, that's probably human nature to want to make fun of someone who you really don't like. Mm-hmm. But there, right. again, there are so many other choices for things right. that you yeah, can like, judge so him many, on. Yeah, there's so many, negative things about him that – it's kind of the obese turtle comment is kind of low hanging fruit in this situation, in this scenario. Yes, exactly. It's like Anderson Cooper, your vernacular, I'm pretty sure is very, very extensive. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's, let's pull out some more creative insults rather than an obese turtle. (laughs) Right. And if you're going to insult him, let's talk about who he is as a person and the choices he's making. Instead of focusing on his body that he might not have control over, weight gain, things like that. Um, Because that does kind of single out a specific community that is already oppressed. So why add to it? Yeah. And I think, you know, it just goes back to the fact that when you're – when you learn that you've done something that maybe isn't great or said something that maybe isn't great or you laughed at something that maybe isn't great Mm -hmm. that's okay 
it's okay that it happened. And it's also okay to have that natural human reaction of like, well, I want to, I'm right here, you know? Mm. But then if you, I think that that's fine. You can have that reaction, but maybe when you do, maybe dig a little bit deeper. Right. And and listen to the other person who has said that they're offended so that you can learn more. Yes, that is 100% where the growth happens, I think. All right. Well, anything else that you wanted to add to this conversation? I thought it was really, um, really an interesting topic that I saw circulating on social media, and it kind of made me think that it would be an, an episode that people might be interested in because I think we're all experiencing this kind of thing where whether, you know, if we're not being called out personally, we feel called out when something's posted on social media and is, you know, it says this was not, this is not okay, you know? Yeah. And I just remembered like a few months ago, I forget what we were even talking about, but you said like, if you have that reaction of feeling defensive about something, it's time to like ask some questions about why you're feeling defensive. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's always a good approach too. Yeah, yeah. No one likes to be said that you're wrong. Like, trust me, <laughs> I hate it <laughs> with a burning passion. But in order to grow and in order for our minds to learn and explore different areas of life, like you have to be willing, like you said, to ask the hard questions of yeah. yourself. Of yeah. yourself. Of yourself, and then if you're not understanding, reaching out to someone who might be able to help you understand. Yeah. Um, They can't always do that emotional work for you. That's kind of on you. But maybe they have some insight that will help you understand. So Yeah, totally. Cool. Be kind to people and be mindful of your words because they do hold power. They do indeed. And that is our episode for today. Rate, review, and subscribe if you like us. Can't wait to chat with you later on Can You Talk? Can You Talk is not a substitution for therapy or medical advice. If you need to speak with a licensed professional, please reach out to your doctor. Thank you.